and the forces with me. I'm on the force, the forces with me. everybody welcome it is thursday night it is the gnn cantina happy hour where han always shoots first no han shoots period because saying otherwise would imply that greedo got off around it all <laughs> i am david i am your host we are here to talk star wars star wars nothing but star wars a lot of content today got a lot of stuff to go over we got bad batch had a new episode and mando season three started and if you missed mando season three we are talking spoilers, so we will be discussing stuff that happens in the show. So if you haven't seen the show yet and you want to go see the show, go watch the show first and then come back. I've, I've seen it like three times now, so I'm, I'm ready. It's, it was a great episode, a lot of fun, not real long. I got to say that's one, one of the things people were complaining about was the length of the episodes. But honestly, I looked at it and I was like, it's beautiful and perfect the way it is because it wasn't a whole lot of filler. It was we were telling the story we wanted to tell. And there we are. Yeah, it was pretty packed, although, you know, 30, 32, 37 minutes, whatever it was, it just, you know, you want more. Geek Gauntlet's on. Hey, William, how's it going? William. If you missed last night, I was on the really good podcast with William last night. Um, we discussed ABC's TGIF lineup from the late 80s, early 90s, things like Family Matters and Step by Step. A lot of fun. Had a good time. Go back and watch it on YouTube after this show's over with. But go back and watch it. It's a lot of fun. Had, had a blast with it. Um <laughs> Oh, Lord. So. <laughs> Gotta give love to my, my boy, William. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're actually going to start. We're going to save the best for last here. We're gonna, I'm, I want to start with the Bad Batch. Not saying that this... I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. It was intense. It was... Surpri it was surprising. It started. It we we've started adding meat to the the season now. You know, now we know there's an underlying thing going on, and it's given them something to do and something to strive for. Debbie, thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. We we had some callbacks, which is always nice. Callbacks, Easter eggs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah, enjoyed those. I. I always try to look for those and Dave even caught one that I did not, which is yes. unusual. Woo. So in this one there, there, if in case you missed it, basically what's going on is that the empire is cloning the Zillow beast from the clone wars TV show. I think it was second season. Season two, episode 18. Second season was the Zillow beast. And it was like a two or three episode arc. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so they've brought this creature back now, and um, 
but what they're, they're they're cloning the creature they're cloning the one from the clone wars which was very interesting because the cloning facility in the bad batch is on the planet wayland and it is on mount tantus in wayland and guess what for all of you naysayers out there if you and if you don't know you need to go figure it out Mount Tantus on the planet Wayland was the exact place of the cloning facilities that Thrawn was using in the Heir to the Empire trilogy. So, guess what? You're using legend stuff. You can't complain about it. They, <laughs> they keep doing it. But you guys complain, oh, they had so much stuff they could have used. It's like, they are using it. They're just not using it exactly the way you want them to use it. So Yeah, just little tidbits here and there. <laughs> Just little little things like that. I, I heard that and I was like, "Ooh, Tantus, I know what that is." And then I, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> perfect! It's glorious. It was glorious." I thought sure Debbie would have caught that because Debbie reads everything. But now I'm all excited and I want to go back and read the Heir to the Empire trilogy. <laughs> so, um, but this one this one started off. I mean, this one was scary. There was some frightening and intense scenes in this one. The 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 whole scene at the first, with the uh, with the it, what type of trooper would you call that? He's a he's got it looks like he's got clone trooper armor on, but his helmet. I thought his helmet looked a little different. Um, yeah, I don't know what kind of trooper he was. I mean, he had that. I don't know what you call it, shock staff. So. We'll call him an Imperial clone trooper, not because he is a clone, but because he's guarding the cloning facility. Whatever. I'm sure there's going to be a technical name come out for it later on, and we'll get figures and all kinds of cool stuff with it. Anyway, but it, it started off, I mean, and honestly, as, as I was watching it, I was thinking um, of the movie Alien, the first one, where they're wandering around the ship, and they're going, turn the corner, oh. Something there, something there, something there. Well, then, obviously, that causes your ship to crash. Um, the Bad Batch gets called. A little and, Sid. A little Sid. I got, a, I got another quest. treasure hunt for you. Go. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you read the description, it says something like... Uh, the batch goes on a risky mission to a to an unknown ship or something along that line. But I looked at it and risky is used like three times to describe episodes within this season. So far. So far. Oh, it's a risky mission or it's a, a they, they they hire a risky guide or something like that. I mean it's Yeah, it, it you know, like, let's call it what it is, side quest. So <laughs> side quest. Although this is one of the better side quests, so can't really quest. complain too much about it. And, and honestly, like I was, I was telling Debbie before the uh, before the show, I was like, this really kind of, in my opinion, is kind of giving us some meat for the season, to where it's like, okay, here's what the underlying enemy is. Here's what's coming for them. I mean, you've got the whole thing with the cloning facilities. You've got the I don't even know what the the guy's name was who was in charge of the clones or of the cloning facilities, but man, he was the doctor. Yes. yes. Royce Hemlock. 
Wow. I had to look it up. <laughs> Because he go. had, he was very uh, creepy. He, yeah, he kind of reminded me of Thrawn in a way, just because of his soft, right, way of speaking and doesn't really get upset. You know, he's just oh. really monotone and really just steady. You know, kind of like Thrawn is. There's Cam. Oh. Hey Mr. guys. Cam. Hi. Did we lose you? I don't know if you're muted oh. or what, Cam. Oh. Are you driving? Uh, he might be driving. He might be. Because that's usually when he loses or he kind of, kind of comes he's, and goes. He's in and out of signal. But we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here, Cam. Oh, he joined. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh. I left it. Can How you hear me? That? Yes. yes. Oh, hear. okay. Thank God. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, here I am. Let me show you guys what I'm dealing with here. Oh. Packing so, it up. That's Packing been, it up. Oh, let me say, that's been what I've been doing pretty much all day. <laughs> I, I, we figured that that was kind of the case and. I wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, <laughs> if you weren't going to show, I wasn't going to complain because I knew you were probably. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, um, honestly, I've, I've gone through the last about three, four hours, not even thinking about what time it was. And then I looked at the time and I checked my messages and saw that you sent us the link. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. We're, we're discussing the Bad Batch episode. What were your thoughts oh. on it? Um, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, it, in terms of uh, of tone, it was. It, I mean, granted that the subject matter wasn't particularly darker than other episodes that we've gotten, but the way that it was presented seemed a lot more dire, uh, mm -hmm. a lot more. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dread-inducing than we've gotten so far in the series. Um, and, and with a creature as, uh, uh, as out there as the Zillow beast, I mean, obviously, you know, it's pretty cool that, that they're, that they're bringing that back with a creature like that, they, they get, they gave it to us, uh, much in a much more grim way than I would have expected. Yeah. It was, we were discussing how it was almost like the movie, the first alien movie. Yeah. It was, it was just like. He, he's there and he's growing, he's mutating and doing all this stuff. And, oh. and, the, and, and it, I'm going to say this, the music, the music, just in like the first half of the episode. Oh, the sound was design just, was on point. Oh, 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 oh. That, that just added to everything. Yes. The, 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 the atmosphere and the ambience was just, oh, so good. And it, was, it and. I don't, I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way, but this is one of the few episodes where it felt like they were in legitimate danger. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and it's, it's not even that the situation that they're in seemed that much more serious. Again, it was the way that it was presented. Yeah. And, and and the way the way that they were that they were reacting to everything. What when they were trying to escape from from the Tie Fighters and everything, I felt like they were really fighting to escape. Yeah. And and. <clears throat> And it wasn't just the ties that they were. I mean, 
initially you're escaping from the beast within the ship. You turn the beast loose, and then, then you're like, okay, well, we made a mess. We got to go clean it up. And then the Empire gets involved, and you're like, oh, crap, we're right in the middle of all of this. We got to get out of here. But at mm -hmm. that point, too, and and see, I was like, oh, my God, how are they going to pull this off? Because you've got Wrecker and uh, uh, Hunter in the ship, and you've got um, uh, Omega Tech and, and Omega. Tech down on the ground. How's this going to work? So, yes, very – it, it's been one of the better episodes of the season, I would say. Yes, yeah, I, definitely. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to get more intense as we go along because there at the end, <clears throat> um, Tama, Tamasu, Tamalu. Uh, Lamasu. Um, you know, he gives the doctor – a reason to go after Omega. He, he basically says there's a girl, girl clone. She's the key to all of this, which I mean, we've kind of been putting that together. She's the Oh, Cam muted himself. So anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it was one of the, it's one of the better episodes. Um, some character growth. In fact, even with um, even with Wrecker, there was there was I I saw a couple of instances in Wrecker this episode to where it wasn't like oh my gosh he's just the comic relief he's just the the funny hulking giant kind of thing. There was actually some concern in his. He was pretty tense. Yeah. 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 So. We're getting, we're getting and I thought, character development. It's... Yes, and, and that this is an episode that really, um, it, it's starting to really expand the story because now we find out that it wasn't just cloning on Camino. Now, now we found out that, that there were other facilities out there, and I don't remember the name of the of the uh, uh, of the doctor, um, but yeah, and it, he's kind of similar to Doctor Pershing in um, in Mandalorian, except he's much more threatening. And I, I feel like he's going to be the big villain to overcome by the end of this season, or even continue on continuing on to other seasons. Because the way that they presented him, well, with, like he just had this air of menace to him, and uh, and I I was all about that. Not, like some of the things he said gave me chills. I was like, oh my god, this guy. Who is this guy? It's like he's like Vincent Price. He's like he could be playing the good guy, but you're just still scared of him. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's just he's just that. He's, it was yes, it's been a great episode. It's, it was a good episode this week. I'm anxious to see where it goes. Like I was. Saying we've got we've got something to look forward to now because now we know that he's looking for Omega. They're all looking for the batch. The bad and batch. Plenty of people have seen Omega, so yeah. They, and they... I think that this is the first episode since the first season where Omega's importance as a clone was mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, even the and and it's. <sighs> I kind of wish I don't know that they're going to go the route of a Jedi with Omega. Is she going to be a Jedi or is it going to be more of a, what do you call it? Like, like she's just something about her 
genetic profile or genetic makeup is what's needed. I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence about her being a Jedi or not. Some about her. Well, I assume, you know, Palpy wants her for something. Yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten any significant evidence yet that she's force sensitive. I mean, I mean, she's athletic. Uh, she's not bad in a fight, but I mean, all of that you can kind of chalk up to her time with the Bad Batch. Yeah. So, and she she does have kind of an air of empathy about her. If you remember, if you remember back to the first season where she told Crosshair something along the lines of "I know what you're thinking, don't do it" or something like that. Um, but uh, but otherwise. Uh, I don't know that if they're making her up to be a force sensitive, they're really taking their time with it. And Which honestly, is, I don't mind that at all. No, no, that's, that's good because that builds the character. Unlike rebels where it's like, Hey, guess what? Ezra's a Jedi. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like that. Like two episodes in. Okay. Surprise. Well, well, not really. I mean, I, he's not a Jedi. I'm I'll, I'm, he's force sensitive. I'll fight with you about that later. <laughs> he's the uh he's the new hope oh wait no that's coming up that's that hadn't happened hadn't happened yet so anyway yeah, but, meanwhile meanwhile yoda's on dago but i was like how many new hopes are we gonna have now exactly <laughs> soka's still alive ezra's still alive apparently cal omega, omega could possibly technically we have yet to see, but it's possible. So, anyway, anything else on this episode that we missed, Debbie? Mm, nope. Cam, I, I, know, I know you missed it, Cam, but um, the cloning facility in this episode, and I'll say it again mm -hmm. just because I love it, and I love the fact that I got it and Debbie didn't. Uh, <laughs> the cloning facility was on Wayland, the planet Wayland, on Mount Tantus. Which, if you go back and read the Thrawn trilogy, uh, Heir to the Empire, uh, Dark Forces Rising, Last Command, Thrawn's cloning facility is on the planet Wayland on Mount Tantus. Ooh, so, Easter eggs. Hey, they're, they're dun, dun, taking stuff dun. from Legends, baby. They're bringing the Legends in. Did, uh, did you guys talk uh, yet about seeing the, uh, uh, the clone commandos? The uh, is that what is that what we're calling them? The, the... So, well, I mean, they're, they're clones, and and that they have the uh, they have the garb of Republic commandos. Yeah, we were we were discussing them, but we haven't we didn't know what they I, were just yet. So, well, the the only reason I know what they are is because of the uh, Republic commando video game for I think it was Xbox. Yeah, I don't remember. It, it, it was like early 2000s. Yeah. Huh. But it was cool to see them. Okay. All right. So we're, so, hey, another Easter egg. There you go. Oh, yeah. Or call back, Debbie. I'm sorry. Call back. Whatever. It's all the same to me. <laughs> so, all right. Let's move on. Let's talk. Actually, before we talk about Mandalorian, I got to bring something up. So, um, hang on, let me bring this up. So, Kevin Knight was on our show. He was one of the fans of our show, and he uh, was on for the season finale of Kenobi. 
and he wanted us to kind of uh, not plug something, but just he wanted us to talk about something, and we don't even have to talk about it. I'm just going to mention it. Is a uh, it's called the SWTVC March Madness, and basically it's a bracket and it's uh, vintage collection, vintage figures, and you basically like a Sweet 16 bracket where you build it all down to what was the best vintage figure. So if you would like to get in on this, go to swtvc.net and they've got their brackets up there and you can fill out your brackets and there you go. So Kevin, good on you. Hey, we're, we're, we're looking out. We'll look out for you. We'll look out for you. If you got something you want to you wanna send me and say, hey, I got a Star Wars group and we're doing this, I'll plug it for you. Go for it. Send it out. Okay. Mandalorian season three. Um, Cam, we've already discussed this a little bit, but what are your thoughts on the timing of this episode? 34 minutes is a short uh, time, especially for a season premiere. Yeah, it's a, and especially when the first minute and a half is basically the Star Wars intro and then the last five minutes of the credits. So really, it was only about 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I mean, granted, they did a lot in those 30 minutes. Um, and and it, it was it was definitely a good episode. Uh, it's him going to see uh, Bo-Katan, and she's just kind of sitting there on her throne, and just, I guess, it almost seemed like she was waiting for him to arrive. It's a, It's moments like that that felt kind of, kind of contrived in a way it's like it's like okay well we, we need a reason for him to go to mandalore um and, and we need a reason for him to go without bo katan so let's just go ahead and put this scene in here have her say what she needs to say and have him and send him off on his own uh you know well whatever it's there and it's fine but uh well i think it kind of showed how she's fallen yeah. in a way because she lost her forces because you know, she didn't get the dark saber, so everybody's just like, "See ya." Wouldn't want to be uh, ya. They're they're, uh, <laughs> they're they're acting as mercenaries on the fleet that was stolen mm -hmm. in the the past season. Yeah, but so. what cracked me up was that she was accusing Den and his cult, you know, child of the watch, and I'm like, um, "Hello, what were you in Clone Wars?" You were part of Death Watch. Death Watch. You were part of the tearing down of Mandalore. Yep. You know, pot call kettle black. <laughs> I was just like, way to be hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. I just right. wanted to smack her in that scene. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, so I don't remember because I only watched the episode once so far. Um, I don't remember what the little what the species of little aliens were called that were like Babu Frick. And Zellens. Okay. I did not expect to laugh as much as I did. Oh, well, no. With them. No squeezy! Uh, no squeezy! Bad baby! Bad! <laughs> <laughs> and, it was it was something that a hundred percent did not need to be there, but for God's sake, it, 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 was, it was so perfect. So, so in case you missed it, there's a scene where they're in the shop and they're trying to they're trying to fix IG eleven. And uh then Den Jaren actually got him powered up, but then he went back into his old mode and he was that was a creepy scene too though. 
when he powered yeah. up and he's like, oh, let's terminate target. And he's crawling around. I'm like, ooh, Terminator. It's the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> it's that first Terminator movie. But um, and he ends up getting smashed by the it was it was all good. But uh, anyway, so they're trying to get him. They they take him to these guys and they're like, oh, he's God, I wish I could talk like them because that would make my life so much happier. He's no good. <laughs> he's a bad. No, no. It makes Yoda sound like a like a English scholar. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, I want to know how the hell Mando got in there. I have no idea. My guess is is that he belly crawled. He belly crawled through their their door that that uh, grief was peeking through. But it still didn't look big enough for Mando to get through. Oh, he with all of his armor that and tiny little ship. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. I was just that, like, I look at uh, that ship and go, "Ooh, I would be claustrophobic. Something fierce." And give give me the Razor Crest back. <laughs> Something I can move around in. Yeah, some leg room. So anyway, so they they go to these guys and and of course Grogu is there and he's he's picking him up and hugging him and <laughs> no squeezy, <laughs> God, he just wants a little pet. That's yeah. all he wants. That's gonna be a scene no, that I go no. back and watch on YouTube every now and then when I'm in a bad mood. I'll just, I'll just go back and watch <laughs> No Squeezy. I'm just gonna start cracking up. <laughs> well, excuse him, he's young. Uh. <laughs> It, it it was kind of fun to see the grief cargo still got it. Yeah, and and in fact that and and I see why you know you you saw Mando crawl in there and he, oh you didn't see him crawl in there but I'm gonna assume that's why he crawled in there and I was I I was thinking about it the first time I viewed this I was like well why didn't grief go in there too why didn't he crawl in but if you if you watch the the episode grief is the uh, he. High magistrate. High, high magistrate. I was thinking high administrator. Okay. As yes, I the, look down my nose at you. I am the high <laughs> magistrate. But if you watch him when he's walking around, he's got these luxurious robes on. He's got two little robots at the back, two little droids at the back carrying, carrying the his, tails. his train. I'm like, yep. oh, 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 you don't want to mess up your nice clothes. That's why yeah, you need to he, crawl he's in a there. little full of himself now. <laughs> but, but you know what, though? Um, Okay, so he meets Mando. They they're up talking about land and stuff, and he's like, "No, I need. I'm trying to go to Mandalore." And then the the droid walks in and was like, "Hey, we got problems. We got pirates." And I loved I loved these pirates. I like the way that they look. I love the way that they acted, mm -hmm. how they handled themselves. I thought it was great. Uh, um, the the. Vase. Vain, vain, vain. Looks like ah, hi, Chris. We got you. It's vase. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looked like minus the tendrils. He looked like uh the pirate from Pirate of the Caribbean. Yeah, one of those movies. Well, and oh, that's, uh, that, Davy Jones. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny that you should say that because his boss, the pirate king. Looks like he, had, he, he looked he looked like uh, no he looked like Davy Jones but green. No, I thought he was... looked like Swamp Thing. Okay, right. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head, and I was like, "Are we doing a crossover with DC?" <laughs> so, so that being said, um, love the pirates. They go and they, they he duel he, what's his name? Uh, Grief has a has a shootout 
<laughs> or space the Grinch, Stephanie. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but he has a shootout with these pirates, and I mean, it, he basically says, "Hey, look, I still got it. I still got it." You know. So, um, he tells Mando. He says, "And and I caught this, and I'm like, oh, this would be this would be great." You know, I need a new marshal because Cara Dune is Cara Dune took um Moff She's Gideon in Republic Brad. Special Forces. Yeah, yeah, and she's in got a promotion. Special, yeah. Republic Special Forces now, and we don't want the Republic here anyways because we want to be independent. Um but he's looking for a marshal, and I kept thinking to myself, Oh, are we gonna get Cobb Vance back? <sighs> I that, hope so. That would make uh, me all kinds yeah. of happy. Me I too. Timothy. I, uh, uh, t- t- Timothy Oliphant. He the, the guy just has so much charisma. He, he doesn't even have to do anything. All yeah, he has he to do is walk in a room, and it's like, boom! I'm Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everyone, look at me. So, so I'm hoping very that, easy on the eyes. I'm hoping <laughs> that that happens. So, um, now something that was put out too, and and it it makes sense now. Uh, so John Favreau came out before this episode released and said that it had been about two years that Grogu had actually trained with Yoda or with Yoda <laughs> with Luke. Grogu had trained with Luke and it had been about two years that he had trained with Luke. And, you know, you've got to kind of got to assume, well, yeah, Mando didn't put that N1 starfighter back together in like a day. So, yeah, right. there was some time passed. But. They they added to it because we go to Navarro and that was a that, that was a lot of the stuff he was saying about Navarro was, man, you wouldn't even recognize this place. I didn't even you know this place is yeah really it's grown and- flourishing, it's thriving, it's not mm-hmm. the dungy you know um, place it was before. It, wait a minute, it's not the wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yes, yeah, that, they turn it into like the Venice Boardwalk. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I'll take your word <laughs> on that. But um, yeah. So so I mean, yeah. Obviously, time has passed now. So now we're probably like seven years past Return of the Jedi time because I think mm-hmm. the first season was around five years past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he gets in a scrap with the pirates. Mando kills all but Vane. And then Vane meets him in the air and says, hey, and shows up with, he. Vane's got fighters, and he shows up, and he's going to, aha, I've got more more fighters than you do, and I'm going to shoot you down. You can't kill my brothers without me retaliating. Now, interesting thing here, the ships that the pirates were fighting, I had to go and look this up. I, actually, I had to go and play the game the, the this is another another easter egg but the the ships i think i think and i'm almost about 99.9% sure that the pirates are using are the same ships that the pirates use in the video game um empire at war star wars empire at war so play Empire at War and you go fight the, the pirates which you do with Boba Fett which is kind of cool but regardless it's I, I'm almost certain that those starfighters are the same plus and I don't know I may be way off kilter on this the their their mothership the 
the one that the Pirate King is on. I believe that's an Eclipse class Star Destroyer. It looked an awful lot like one. I'm not sure. I didn't really get a good. I didn't really get a good look at it. Go go watch it again. I think it's a. I think it's an Eclipse class Star Destroyer. Which again, pulling stuff from. Because that I think that Eclipse class first made its appearance in Dark Empire and the Dark Empire comic books. Maybe I'd have to go look, but I I think that's what it was. And if I'm wrong, well then. God help me, I'm wrong. But unless you can prove me otherwise, I'm gonna. I'll believe what I want to. <laughs> I'm right until proven wrong. Exactly. So take take me as gospel truth. There you don't go. Don't ever try to prove me wrong. So anyway, so uh, again, Easter eggs, and and we missed one of the big ones, in the the scene at the first at the very beginning. Well, I say at the very beginning. It was after the, the big alligator attack. But they're in hyperspace. And they're flying along. Grogu's ah, in his, yes. in his little bubble. And Dave Filoni steps in again and says, hey, don't forget what I made. And we see the space whales that were out there. Purgles. Purgles. Which, I mean, <laughs> you've got to touch on that because we know that's exactly what Ahsoka is is hunting down basically that's what's that's what's yep. coming from her so everybody who never saw rebels is like what the hell are those and everybody who did see rebels is like oh my Ooh. god <laughs> so yes if and if you didn't see rebels go watch go watch rebels and find out what the purgles are because <laughs> rebels doesn't have dave's endorsement but it has mine <laughs> it's good for a one time view there's one time mm. view. Good God, man. <laughs> Resistance was a one time view. I didn't even make it all the way through. <laughs> well, there you <laughs> go. Resistance was like <laughs> 0. 0.2. <laughs> Minus 0. 0.2. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, that, that was two of the Easter eggs that I caught in this episode. That Well, three. Everybody caught the, the Purgle thing, but the, the, the ships, I like that. I thought it was a good callback. If I'm right, which I think I am. So, and then, yes, as Stephanie said, Space Oscar the Grouch. So, I'm wondering is this Pirate King going to be more the main antagonist now this season? Because obviously, Mando has pissed him off. And since they're bringing in more pirates, <gasps> give us Hondo! <laughs> <laughs> For God's Dave, sakes, Dave Filoni, we know, up, we know you're watching. In fact, Dave and John, I, I tagged both of you this week because we're doing Mando. <laughs> so we know you're watching. We want Hondo. Give us Hondo. That's all we want. Um, I, t- I tell you, my, my favorite Hondo line, and every time I think of Hondo, I think of this, is when he finds out Ezra's real name. And he's like, you lied to me? I knew I liked you. Yes. <laughs> great line. That's one of my favorites too. Again from Rebels, but I mean Rebels had its moments. Come on now. Was... We had a lot of good moments. Come on. I'm, Dave, I just, just over time, I'm just gonna chip away at that wall, I swear. <laughs> hey, it had you know what? It had Thrawn in it, which I I was great to see him. Oh, uh, for sure. Because because the whole I mean, Air of the Empire kept me alive like in the mid nineties just because it was like 
oh, we finally got some new Star Wars. Woo-hoo. Sure. <laughs> so, so the whole appearance of Thrawn, and then the Tie Defender. Again, one of my favorite ties. They actually made a Lego set of it many, many years ago. I own the Lego set. Love it. It's one of my favorites. And now to see it like actually in action kind of thing. And I mean, I knew it from the um, uh, the video game, TIE Fighter. You play the video game, you know. But um, yeah, so you see, I mean, they, they brought in a lot of legend stuff in um, in Rebels. So yes, Cam... There was some good stuff. Hey, I'm with Cam on this one. <laughs> You're a fool, Dave. <laughs> that, the, the thing that threw me, the, the main thing that threw me was, um, and I can't even remember his name, when um, uh, when Kanan went blind and he was talking to that big lion monster thing. I can't even remember what it was called. That was a force sensitive. Come on, from Rebels? He turned. I can the... see its face. I just don't know what it's called right off the top of my head. Okay, somebody who's watching, go look it up and let me know. We'll figure it out. But anyway, so it kind of lost me on that one, and I was just like, uh, a little far out there, but that's okay. That's okay. At least they've got Thrawn, so. Brought back uh, Rex and all of them. I thought that was great. Especially when they were fishing in the desert. That was amazing. Yes, there was some good stuff in Rebels. Bindu! Bindu, the Bindu, yes. Bindu! Oh, yeah, yeah, there was that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was not a fan, but... Really? Well... (laughs) It it, 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 it kind of worked in the context of uh, uh, expanding the lore of um, of the Force uh, to show that you know, hey, it's not just the light and the dark. It, that there's that there's that gray area too. But uh, gray Jedi? No, no. <laughs> no. I keep hoping for a gray Jedi. I still think of something. No, Stop it, it doesn't work. It. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like saying an atheist Christian or a, or a, a, a devil-worshipping Buddhist. So, Grey Jedi does not work. I'm sorry. So anyway, he escapes from the pirates. He goes and sees... Uh, we get Bo-Katan back in this episode, and we've already discussed she's... I, I, I'm kind of confused about the pacing of this episode because he goes to Navarro. Oh, the cat's attacking. Get her. Get her. He wants to sit on my shoulder. And, and, and for God's sake, let him. <laughs> look, Kenny, look. Luck. Choo choo. Choo choo, you're yeah. such a boob. So anyway, um, he goes to Navarro. He wants to rebuild IG-11. And then they say, okay, well, you need a, a memory circuit. So he's got to go off and find a memory circuit for IG-11. They don't Side quest out. number one. Side quest number one. But before he <laughs> the first of many, to, I'm sure. Before he goes to do that, he goes to um, 
Bo Katana says, Hey, I'm going back to Mandalore. It's like, okay, so what was the purpose of going to see Bo Well, I didn't understand why he went to go see the armor there at the very beginning because she had already told him this stuff in the last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, what I was the purpose? Okay, I'm here. What? Uh, <laughs> Cam, go back outside. We can't. You we, we... You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah, there, there you, you are. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll come back in. Okay. One second. Okay. So I, so, yeah, I, I didn't understand the whole purpose because she had already told him that. Yeah. And I thought she was just a tad bit ungrateful. Well, he just he, saved their lives from the humongous alligator or crocodile or whatever the hell it was. And there was just no gratitude. What, you know, like, you know, you're, hey, you're, you're not, banned you're from not, here. What are you doing here? Yeah, you're not welcome here. You're an apostate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now I got scratched on my back. <laughs> but um, so going to see her. I mean, he told her that, but I think she. Hang on a minute. There's Cam. Okay, Cam. Can you hear me now? Yes, we're good. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So now, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Uh, Bo-Katan, why did we go see oh. Bo-Katan? Oh, yeah. Um, they had to include her in there and have her repeat herself because, you know, some people didn't see Mandalorian season 2.5. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, I I understand her inclusion in there. Um, it, it did feel kind of contrived. Uh, she was there just to spout some exposition and then bye-bye. I, uh, I have a feeling she'll be back this season, but yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well in, in all the trailers that have come out, we've seen her. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure she's, she's going to come back in a major way. Um, I just feel like her inclusion in this episode was just to kind of propel the plot. Yeah. Well, I, I think possibly uh, Mando's going to take her advice, you know, wave around the dark saber, gather all the Mandos and go do what he needs to have done. Retake Mandalore, maybe. Well. Okay, so let, let's talk about this because he bring he brought the armor or the artifact and he said, is this not Mandalorian? And she says, well, yeah, but look at it. It's glass. And he says, well, yeah, but somebody went and got it. So maybe the it's planet's not, maybe the planet's not a complete loss. You know, maybe it's not poisonous because I think that was the whole right. thing. That's why they had the dome cities anyways, because it was poisonous. But she said and she tells him where the where the fountains were located so he can go bathe in the fountains and redeem himself but i i am with all of those people that have created the memes about it to where she says you're mandalorian no more and then he says i got the dark saber i rule mandalore at this point <laughs> so you can't say that i'm not a mandalorian <laughs> so, yeah I it, it was interesting at the beginning at the beginning of the episode to see that um, that 
I guess, ritual of ascension or something like that. Uh, kind of cool to see more Mandalorian culture. And then obviously we had that big alligator attack. And, you know, all the Mandalorians are getting thrown around and eaten and whatnot. And I was worried for a second. I was like, oh, God, is she going to come in and have like a freaking one woman army moment where she just comes in and mops the floor with that, you know, she with tried. the alligator? Yeah, she, oh, she tried, but she didn't, it, it didn't, but she didn't succeed. Well. And, and I was like, oh, yes, some realism. Yes. Just because she's a cool character doesn't, doesn't mean she can do everything. That's right. And honestly, too, I was looking at it when it first started. I was like, "Are we doing a flashback? Because is this is this Din Djarin And we're that's what him? I thought too. I thought, that's "Oh, it. we're we're gonna see him become a foundling and you yeah. know take the creed and all that." And then you know that alligator attacks and he shows up in his in one starfighter and blows the crap out of him. So I guess not. But I I, I was I was like, "Huh, all right, well." I thought we had a flashback moment there, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see whether or not they're going to use um, that Mandalorian kid again. Uh, yeah. And in fact, yeah, because I, I mean, we've seen we've seen epi episodes, we've seen trailers where there's there's obviously a lot of Mandalorians in it and None of the scenes that we've seen in the trailer were from that particular scene with the with the big alligator. So we know that the Mandalorians are coming back, whether they're children of the watch, <clears throat> excuse me, or old night owls or old death watch. Who's to say at this point? I'm sure that will all come out. But it's I, I could see the the younglings. That's a good word. Being being part of whatever they're doing, whatever wherever the season goes. So, so anyway, so we go to Bocaton. Bocaton seems to think it's the plan. Every everyone so far has told him that the planet is shot. It's done. You can't go back there. There's nothing there, and he's he's still bound and determined to go back there. And I guess, uh, honestly, he's an apostate. I was honestly expecting him to remove his helmet a lot more this episode. He'll probably he'll probably remove it more this season. Oh, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. But I think the, what the first season was just that one scene where he <clears throat> he was dying and IG Eleven saved his life, and then it was two or three times in the second season. So. Yeah, the yeah, the no, Bill Burr I, episode and uh, and then the very the end. end. Yeah. Well, so so the first season had one time he took it off. The second season had two times he took it off. So we three this time. I yeah, guess. exactly. <laughs> okay, so an interesting question was posed: What is one thing in this season that? you want to see you want to see either brought back or see them do what is one thing um i, I don't care whoever goes first well well uh, a few things really um the, the first of which is i want to see him get more proficient with the dark saber i don't I'm not, like i don't want to i don't want just to see him say hey i've got this i rule you now i want him to actually 
get good with it. You know, obviously with his Beskar armor, that kind of negates the need to have it, to have him be proficient enough to block blaster bolts with it. But uh, I'm, I want to see him become something of a swordsman. I think that'd be really cool. Um, and as far as, you know, the, the storytelling of this season, um, I... I, and I'm, I'm I'm not saying this just to be like, hey, take that, haters. Um, <laughs> I I want to see more ties to you know not only the originals but the sequels as well. I want like with with everything that with everything the Mandalorian has done so far from a storytelling perspective, they're really setting it up to be the bridge yeah. that that connects a lot of these different time periods of Star Wars. And uh, well, we've gotten little hints of it in season two already. I want them to kind of go a bit further with it. I'm, you know, I'm not expecting to be like, you know, someone calls up and says, and says, "Hey, did you hear about this guy named Snoke who's going around and conquering these planets?" Or nothing like that, but subtle things. Yeah. Demi. Oh, let's see. I would like to see a flashback of the Purge of Mandalore. Oh, I would like to see it. Hondo. <laughs> Who and you know, I, I thinking of some of the Mando lore and stories from books and shows and whatnot. Um, I would like to see Mando find. Love. The Mandalorian mask. Love, oh, I was gonna say if you say love, I, I think I'm gonna throw something at you. Mando needs to find love. No, he's reserving that for me. So. Oh, I got you. Right. <laughs> you gonna you gonna marry him and help raise Grogu? Uh, you know, between between Mando and The Last of Us, and plus I'm watching Narcos. You know, it's it's Pedro 24 <laughs> But yeah, well, I would like to see him like find some kind of Mando artifact when they're on Mandalore, like the the Mando mask worn by the original Jedi Mando. So yeah, yeah, it's some kind of just something that connects. Well, you know, I mean, if if you're looking for him to have you know some kind of love story, I mean, he had that good chemistry with the uh, the villager in the first season. No, I'm not looking hmm. for that at all. No. I wasn't talking to you, Dave. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not looking for that at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, I don't think that we need it either. I mean, no. I, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, if they if they include it, I'd want it done well. And, you know, I would accept it as part of the story. But as things are right now, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I could do without. But, I mean, I, I'm just saying they were kind of giving each other the googly eyes in season one. Yes, they were. That, that's yes, true, they... but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. That would be down the line. I mean, Favreau's already written season four, and they're supposed to start filming. <sighs> what Pedro say? I think he said they were supposed to start filming soon. So. Oh, good. That means we won't have. I mean, we uh, okay. Book of Boba Fett was 2021, Christmas of 2021, I think. It's been two years since we've seen Mando. And, and, and 
Mando season two was even before that. It's been a long time, which is fine because, and I think George Lucas did it very well when he said, okay, movie three years later, movie three years later, movie, because I gave everybody time to digest. It's like, okay, here's, here's this movie. And now we can talk about it until we're blue in the face. And that makes us more excited for this movie. I think that was one of the things Disney screwed up with was they, saturated it to where it was like okay movie then rogue one then movie then solo then another movie and everything was all right on top of each other and it just really didn't give the fans time to digest and i think that's one of the reasons that the in the fandom the sequel trilogy is not looked on with such regard as like the original trilogy it's just because they haven't had time to enjoy it so um yeah yeah i i, I could see that um I, I feel like it's one of the drawbacks of the mcu right now i mean there, there's such a, an oh. oversaturation of content that it what well, one it, it kind of makes it a little bit harder to enjoy you know as each individual story comes out because it a lot of it feels like each story is being told to set up the next story and what with all these characters that they're following it's hard to it's hard to think of them all as a self-contained thing which i mean obviously they're not they're not supposed to be but um you know i don't i don't need every post-credit scene to be some crazy cliffhanger to set up the next movie so anyway did we miss anything in this episode debbie yeah Oh, we got everything. Hey, well, this is only a 30 minute episode. We've been at it for almost 30 minutes, so we're good. It's all good. Nobody wants to see IG 11 back? I do. Me? Okay. Yeah, I got, I got, I kind of do. Um, he, he was, he was a cool character. Um, you know, obviously, Taika Waititi made him an enjoyable presence. Right. So, hopefully, hopefully. And he voiced him again in this episode. He voiced him again in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was short, Um, but, you know. It was was (laughs) destroy target, I think, was about the only thing he said. Yeah, and if they do bring him back, I want him to do something equally as significant as what he did in season one. Uh, I don't want him to just be brought back just to be brought back. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know have him be brought back just because he's the only droid that mando trusts which i mean i mean granted is you know a decent as good a reason as any to bring him back but i do want him to be not only an enjoyable presence but a significant one as well i just want to see the razor crest back (laughs) i don't i don't like that i mean the n1 i it's cool and everything and it's fast but it doesn't to me it doesn't fit the character you know, well, he's going to have to do something different because if he gets IG-11 back, where the hell is he going to put him? Yeah, yeah. He's going to strap he, him to get inside. Well, down the side. well I guess he could put him in that little tunnel that he has for Grogu in the ship. <laughs> he, he wanted, uh, uh, what's her name back? He wanted uh, Bo-Katan. He was trying to get her to go with him. And it's like, where are you going to put her in that ship? Huh? In his lap. Oh, where on else? his lap. <laughs> yeah. Go, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they'll go find Boba Fett so they can use Boba Fett's starship. 
Slave One. We say Slave One on this show. And Slave Leia. <laughs> and that could be a way they bring him in. Bring him back. Hey, Boba, we need your ship. Come we need Slave us. One, Boba. I'm, I mean, I could see it. You know, Mando is saying, hey, I'm getting the team together. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling the Revengers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shameless plugs. Debbie, what you got? I have no clue. Oh. Uh, I don't know what we're doing MCU Monday. Uh, last week, uh, Chris and John Ambrose did uh, Hogwarts, Hog Legacy. Hog yeah, Hogwarts uh, Legacy because there's no Marvel to talk about at this moment. So we're kind of doing some different things until something else comes out. I haven't heard of what we're doing this week, so I don't know. Uh, tomorrow night, I will be on the Geek and I podcast. We are discussing uh, Picard. So oh, episode yes. three came out today. It was very good. I was and, invited um, to be on that one, but I don't have Paramount Plus, so I can't. Uh, it was good. This season has been so good. You could forget about the other two seasons and just watch these, this season. It's been really good. But I'll, uh, that's at, uh, shoot, I forget. Is, I'm sorry, Biscardi. I forget what time our show is on Thursday, on Friday. <laughs> is that a lot? That's not a live show, is it? That's a recording and then they'll drop it in the, the podcast. I have Pod, no clue. Podbeam or Apple or Podbeam, Apple, Spotify, wherever. No, I'm thinking somebody, to. when we were on last week's show, somebody was in the comments. I thought well, I could maybe. be wrong. I could be wrong. I might've been hallucinating. Yeah, maybe. So yes, go check go check out all the podcasts that we have. We've got a lot of those Captain's Logs and Lightsabers, uh, Geek Gauntlets on on Saturday night. So Cam, shameless plugs. I'm kind of in the same situation as Debbie right now. I don't quite know yet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. My shameless I'm, plug is I'm moving. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I'm departing for Florida tomorrow morning. Um. And what we're going to stay in a hotel about eight hours into the drive and then drive the rest of the way on Saturday. Um, and then obviously it's going to be a process to get everything unpacked and organized and stuff. Um, I have a few raw scripts written up for some uh, cam and focus stuff. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent solid on any of them yet. It's like, I jotted down a few notes on a few things that I've seen and I'm like, okay, maybe make something out of this, <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's going to be a matter of whether or not my, my um, what kind of schedule I'm going to have because uh, obviously I have to look for work when I, while I'm out there and I, I do have a phone interview on Monday for a dermatology office so cool. we'll see um, and that's a Monday through Friday gig if I hadn't if I have weekends off oh that's that's like that's perfect that's so, ideal. so hopefully hopefully things work out that way so um. One thing I would like to see for Cam and Focus, and this, this is, you don't have to do it like right away. Just when you get settled and you get into a groove and everything, go out and buy a copy of The Last Starfighter and then watch it and do a Cam and Focus on The Last Starfighter and how good it is. So I got, is it available on Blu-ray? Actually, I think it is. Okay, because like because like I buy almost exclusively Blu-rays now, and typically oh. if it's not on Blu-ray format, I typically don't bother to buy it. But 
Yeah, if it, and if they have it on Blu-ray, I'll absolutely watch it. If not, do you know where I can stream it? Hmm, that's a good question. I'll have to get I, back I can look it up easy enough. It's not a big deal, but... I was going to say, I can look it real quick while you guys are yapping. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the greatest movies, like, ever. ever. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard you sing a lot of praise for it. Love it, love it. The graphics on it are not... I mean, the special effects are not... They're 80s special effects. Sure. But the story behind it is is solid. So, uh, said, special effects are just a tool, a means for telling a story. A special effect without a story is just a pretty poor thing. Sure. It looks like you can rent it on YouTube, Apple TV, Vudu, Google Play Movie, Redbox, or Amazon Prime. Okay. Cool. Um, $3.99. Uh gotcha so so i'm gonna i'm gonna do some searching and see if i can find a good copy on blu-ray if not then i'll rent it from amazon prime cool um so this saturday i'm doing a live build hang on i got it right here we're doing a 501st battle pack hey Woo! i've got it right <clears throat> it's in the box still haven't opened it yet brand new going to be building that live uh be about noon saturday it'll be noon on saturday of course that's up on the the geek news now facebook page so go find the geek news now facebook page um we're on instagram and twitter and twitch and all the formats we're everywhere just look <laughs> up geek news now don't look up on youtube somebody said this the other day don't look up gnn on youtube because yeah, that's don't do that's, it. That's yeah, something. you're gonna get something completely different. It's a it's like an Indian news site. Yeah. So look up Geek News now. Don't look up GNN. So just, <laughs> we're way cooler than them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Geek News now, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, the whole bit. Um, check out all of our other shows. MC Mondays on Mondays. Really good podcast on Wednesdays. Cantina Happy Hour here on Thursdays, um, Friday nights. I'll have to get with Biscardi, but I think Geek and I is Friday mm -hmm. nights. Then Saturdays, Geek Gauntlet podcast. All of our live shows are transferred to podcast format where it's just the audio. So it's downloaded to our podcast sites, which are all available on Amazon, or not Amazon, Apple and Spotify and Podbeam and wherever you listen to your podcast that chances are we're there so you can come listen to us if you miss the show and you're like oh i want to finish watching the show you can just go listen to it um that's about it so you guys be good may the force be with you and have another wonderful wednesday when we get another bad batch and another mando we'll see you all next week Hoorah.